Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Amen. Are you in receiving mode this morning? Um, can we stand up one last time? I know it feels a bit like the church you came out of, but will you just agree with me? Father God, thank you for your presence. Your presence is all I need. It's more than enough. Help me to understand your ways and leading in my life. Open my ears to hear that I may know the voice of my shepherd as he speaks to me. Amen. Amen. Now, you know, as a company of believers here this morning who come together because they want to and they chose to, is that there's a whole lot of differences, a whole lot of things we would maybe have preferences around in terms of singing and style and, you know, even some doctrinal uh, tensions. And that's okay. We can live with those tensions intact. But there is something we all have in common. When you boil it all down, there is something we have in common, is that there was a time in your life it was a time in my life, in your life, that you called on the Lord and he heard you. That's the one thing we really have in common here. You know, it might have been different for one to another. For some, it might have been in a meeting like this. Because as the, the word is preached, faith comes by hearing. It doesn't say faith comes by the word. Faith comes by hearing. When the word is proclaimed, there's a hearing. Or you were walking through nature. Or you were in a crisis and you just got to the bottom of your rope and you tied a knot and you were hanging there. And you heard. This is the beautiful thing about our faith compared to every other world religion is that we believe we can hear from God. And Jesus said to his disciples that there are other sheep I, I have which are not of this fold. Them also I must bring in and they will hear my voice. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. They too will hear my voice. There was a time when his promptings came to you. Maybe through a friend, maybe through hearing a message, maybe just in your upbringing years. But you heard and you responded. You called on the name of the Lord and he heard you. But you know, we don't just hear in our own capacity. We hear by the stirring and the prompting that God has been working in our hearts and in our lives in different ways. And that's the miracle of rebirth. You see, you are a spirit, say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul, and I live in a body. So at a spirit level, the Bible speaks about us being separated or dead to God. In a soul level, it's amazing imagination, uh, 
decision-making, rationalizing emotions are taking place. And then we have this body, which is our vehicle that negotiates the physical world around us. It can smell it, touch it, taste it, feel it. And when those are all working together, imagination, sight, feeling, we are a living human being. But something happened when our spirits were born again, a new dimension kicked into being. It's this capacity to experience God and to hear God. Now, the five senses are awesome. Let's face it. We didn't know such good food was at the love feast if you couldn't smell and taste and see. But if we limit our hearing from God to our natural senses, we'll do what many theological seminaries have done is we get into rationalizing. We've got to figure God out. We've got to think him through. We've got to put him in a test tube and test him and see if this works and that works. The only problem with that, it requires no faith because the spirit man was, <clears throat> was developed and was birthed to walk by faith. And it's in that place that we hear. Now, now I, I know that sometimes we see some things and it triggers. It's like we hear a word with our physical ears, but faith comes. But we're not going to hear an argument that's going to persuade us just because it's a good argument. The good argument has to somehow get into our spirit for us to sense God speaking and guiding and leading. We're not just left to rational Christianity, figuring it out, using our educated idiot box mind to come up with all the solutions. But there's the spirit to spirit. I heard an illustration of this years back. I've used it. I think I actually had two radios up here once back in the day. Of an AM and an FM radio with the frequencies. You know, right now there's movies coming past you. Oh, there it goes. Shawshank Redemption. I just saw it, Roger. East Coast Radio is coming past you there. Uh, radio 5. Have you ever heard of that? Some of you have maybe... Highway radio, waves are coming through, 101.5 right now. Incidentally, that was a, a, a vision of this church to start it and give it back to the community. But there's a gospel preaching radio station. Those frequencies are coming through the air right now as there are all these things. But we don't pick them up. We don't connect with them until you go onto a frequency. Now, if you are on FM, uh, uh, I came up with an acronym for this. It's quite weak, but just, you know, forgive me. It's AM is the awakened man. Okay? And FM is the fallen five senses man. Don't take that too far. But if we're trying to connect with God on FM using our sense realm only, we're going to miss all the things that God wants to show us, say to us, experience with us. We, have, we can go from one side of FM to the other side and not pick up one frequency. But when we are on the right setting, the awakened man, the new man, the man that's been born of the Spirit, is now learning to practice and exercise his Spirit to hear God. You catch that frequency. You catch that wave. 
I always, I always say, you, you know, if it's a life-changing decision, check it out with some people you trust that have been walking with the Lord for some time. You know, if God says to you clearly, leave your husband and marry that man, chances are you, 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 you could be deceived. So it's always good to check out big life-changing things with others against the Word of God. But we don't need a priest to intervene for us. We just need some wise leaders to guide us that go back to the Word of God. But hearing from God is the right of every priest. Are you practicing your right? Are you hearing? I think coming together like this, when we have somebody come up and share the Word, is important because it's through the preaching of the Word that faith comes. When we hear, are you hearing? Okay. Thanks so much for asking the question. So it can happen while we're worshiping. That's a great place to hear God. Sometimes someone speaks a prophetic word and oh, you see a picture. I, I, I love just sitting and, and reading through Scripture. Now, I, I haven't read Isaiah for a long time, but this last week I, I just started to read chunks of Isaiah. And although it's familiar, man, it just came alive and showed me this wonderful new covenant that we have. But I read for quite a while. Like someone said, read until you hear. You know, it's not the reading that now is magical. Just read. Just read until you start hearing. Wow, this connects with that, connects with that. Oh, let me, let me just pull back now and just see it with my imagination, my sanctified imagination. The language of the Spirit is dreams and visions. Are you practicing? Are you hearing? Sometimes in natural beauty. And sometimes when we face challenges in life, we hear the most. Okay, so let's just pause there and jump back to the shepherd who speaks and we hear. When Jesus left heaven to come to earth, he emptied himself of everything. He, he gave up everything that was rightfully his as the God, in the Godhead and humbled himself to become a man with a baby status, born in a manger, the Christmas advent story. But something happened through his life, and especially in his death, burial, and resurrection, is that he re-inherited everything as a man. So he, he gave it up, came to earth, he re-inherited it. And he could teach his followers to a point what he had done. But listen to these words that he speaks. I, I beg your pardon. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. I'm going to jump ahead a bit. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot hear them now. However, when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, has come... He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine 
and declare it to you. All things. So what are these things that he has? What are these things that Jesus has? All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said, he will take of mine and declare. Can you believe that? After walking with Jesus for three and a half years, he taught every single day and on the Sabbath in the synagogue, and he still said there's a whole lot of stuff I haven't been able to tell you. That's an intense Bible college. Because he hadn't died yet. He hadn't been crucified. He hadn't been resurrected. And most of the gospel would be incomplete without the finished work of the cross. And it would take Holy Spirit revelation to these men. They weren't ready for it. They couldn't even accept the fact that he said, I'm going to leave you. How would they accept all the other new covenant, New Testament reality? But he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit, and He's going to come. I think it's awesome. I want to hop back to, to, to a scripture here, just before I get into it, is that Jesus was training them on the job. They were experiencing so much. But He knew the stuff He had for them was going to come later. But He wanted them to start learning how to hear. So you're familiar with the story, they're on the boat, in the storm, Jesus comes walking, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. It's a quite obvious response to seeing a ghost in your living room at two in the morning, would you say? So they were in fear. Jesus spoke to them. Now, I don't know if that helped or made it worse. I mean, when you fear something, there's a ghost in the house, that's one thing. An apparition is one thing, but when it talks to you, that takes it to a whole new level, okay? Be of good cheer. Yeah, right. It is I do not be afraid. And they didn't understand what he was saying, because the next verse says, Peter answered and said, Lord, if. So it wasn't like, boom, Jesus, yeah, no. They, this was an apparition. That's a speaking. They were terrified. They were in fear. And Peter's like, if, it's, if it is you who you say you are, uh, command me. Or our translation says, say come. Oh, it does say that. On, to you on the water. So that's taking a big risk. Two o'clock in the morning, you see an apparition, it talks, and then you say, if it's you, Lord, just call me, just say the word. But hang on a minute. If you go back in the Gospels, Jesus first found Peter and said, come follow me, and I'll make you disciples of men. What does that tell you? Peter was familiar with the sound of his voice. Jesus says, my sheep will know my voice. Well, Steve, I don't know how I can hear. What, you know, what's this hearing stuff about? You know, how do I know it's not just me or just my thoughts? Or, well, well, let me answer that. Thanks for asking the question. Great question. Here's, here's it. Often it, it is a familiar voice. But it's a voice you recognize at a spirit level. Peter still didn't know if it was Jesus, this ghost. He, I mean, that ghost could have been setting him up for disaster, you know. Yeah, if I was an evil ghost, just say, come, walk to me on the water. Right. But Peter recognized when Jesus said, come. 
There's a recognition in our spirit. Sometimes it does sound a bit like our own thoughts and words. But as we respond in faith, we quickly find out, and God would rather you wet water walking than dry boat sitting. In other words, he would rather you sometimes step out in faith and do something. He shows you to give something to someone. He tells you to do something. He tells you to, you know, go somewhere and be generous. Or, or, go, or he tells you to speak to somebody or pray for someone or ask a question. from. It's just these little promptings come in life. Do something for your kids. While I was preparing, I said, okay, Lord, here's a great opportunity to speak to me. My, my little grandson's medals were jingling while, while I was. And suddenly I felt the Spirit say to me, man, Treat your grandson like he's the champion of the world. And I was like, whoa, I thought I was already doing that. <laughs> just those little promptings. But you're practicing hearing. You can't just come to church and get a message. This is part of the deal. And then there was another time. Remember post Jesus' resurrection, walking on the road to Maus? I'm sure you're familiar they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Beautiful passage of scripture. You see, while Jesus is speaking through his word, while someone is prophesying, while someone is preaching, while you're reading the words of scripture, wait for that burn. Ah, yes, I connect. I connect, Lord. I'm your sheepy, and you my shepherd. And I'm hearing, I'm feeling a stirring, a burning. And often it comes through the scriptures. You see that? So those are some of the ways we hear from him. But why does he say to his disciples, I've told you a whole lot, but there's a whole lot I must more have to tell you. So I'm sending the Holy Spirit. Why don't we just wait till we get to heaven and we can find it all out? Well, if our assignment was for this life only, to get to heaven, then Jesus didn't need to send the Holy Spirit to give them what Jesus had got from the Father. The authority, the gifts, the strength. It would have been okay just to get saved, go through life, eat, process, sleep, Go to heaven and get it all. But there's an assignment for us. It's called the Great Commission. It's called changing our community. And it's called being a lighthouse in my family. There's a mission. And Jesus said, you're going to need some stuff to get that job done. You think you've got all it takes to do it? You're going to need some stuff. And that's the stuff I already got for you. But I can't tell you about it right now. Let's look at that again. I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when he, the Holy Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into the truth. For he'll not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he'll tell you the things to come. He will glorify me, for he'll take of what is mine. Say, what is mine? See, he takes of what is Jesus's, what Jesus accomplished, he goes into the bank of Jesus' acquisition and he makes it the private property of everybody who dares to believe. Therefore, 
I said, he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Wow. That is powerful. So now we come to the Apostle Paul. He's living after the resurrection, as some of the uh, disciples are who hadn't been uh, martyred. And he's a astute Hebrew scholar. He gives it all up. Sounds like that song, eh? I gave it all up for music and a rock and roll band. Well, he didn't. He just gave, he gave up all his, his uh, accomplishments and his standing and his status and his position. And he said, Christ is mine and I'm Christ's. And he writes most of the New Testament through the letters to the churches that were being established. So I think it's pretty important to hear what he thinks on this topic. Because he'd already been living for about 22 years of listening to the Holy Spirit give to him what belonged to Jesus. And this is what he says. As it is written, quotes the scripture, I has not seen nor ear heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Quoting the scripture, Jesus did this as well. He says, it was written, blah, 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 but I say to you, that was Jesus before the cross looking to the new covenant. Here's Paul after the cross saying, it was written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. I mean, have you heard that scripture being quoted before? It's like, oh, it's just sorry, guys, but no eye has seen and no ear has heard the wonderful things that God has. Paul does what Jesus did. He says, but, but God has revealed. Isn't that good news? That the things that were hidden are now revealed. The things that were secrets are now uncovered. It's not all going to just be reserved for uh, the sweet by and by. You know, as one preacher said, it's not pie in the sky when you die, it's steak on your plate while you wait. Paul discovered that it wasn't all being swept under the millennium and eternity and heaven and all those wonderful things, but now the Holy Spirit, okay, has revealed them to us. God has revealed through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things. <laughs> I mean, don't even talk Google here, okay? Search engine, nothing. I mean, my wife's got me operating this thing. Eh? Siri, what must I have for lunch today? It's incredible. I mean, it's just like the menu comes. And, and maybe one day it'll, it'll order for me from the closest takeaway. But the, the point is, the Holy Spirit has access to everything that's in the mind of God and can search out the deep things of God. Now Paul puts in like a bit of a parenthesis to explain these deep things of God. And he says, For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Jesus says, I have much more to tell you, but you can't bear it now.
But when he comes, verse 12, now, say now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Everything he stored up, everything Jesus died to achieve for you, everything you need for life and godliness, everything you need to stand in right relationship with God, everything you need to be a mother, everything you need to be a businessman, everything you need to be part of a church, everything is freely given us because the Holy Spirit searches out the deep things of God and wants to speak to us. So Paul now is going to say, this is what we've been trying to do, guys. Okay, these things we also speak. So he's saying, you know, we've learned some of these things, and we, we've been trying to tell you about it, but it of, often comes not in words which is man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, the man on the FM frequency, but the natural man, the fallen man of the five senses, without God, does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them. Nor can he know them. I mean, it's no use shouting at someone who isn't perceptive to what Spirit is saying. If their spirits are cut off, or dead spiritually as they're called, that's what you should really just... Expect. They don't get it. But you get it. I, I had someone come to me before the service, just a short sense of, well, when I saw you walking this morning, I just I saw this about you, on you. And, and it was like short and sweet and to the point. But wow. It like, yeah. You know when someone gets a word and it just kind of confirms something you're feeling or maybe you just need to hear it? You can be that person for those who are spiritually dead. As long as it doesn't come across in, oh, the Lord, he would say to you this day as we say grace, that his presence is, you know, they're probably not there yet. But maybe just I was reading this morning in this scripture about the sheep hear his voice, you know. Jesus wants to speak to you. I don't know if you've ever heard him speak to you. Would you like to have him speak to you? You know, he, he's a communicator, and, and that would change your life if you could hear him talk. Is that something you want? I, I think of, uh, my wife often corrects me on this, but I think of all the things that get our attention when someone ministers the word is, I believe God said to me, like Paul says, these things we've been teaching. I, I, often when I'm preparing, I hear God speak this, and I hear him say that. But Janet says to me, Steve, you must tell people. You must say, I felt this is what God said to me, or this is what God showed me. While I was, because that makes it so real. I, I'm just, you know, such a humble person. And I don't want to come across like, you know, I wake up and walk two inches over the floor in the morning. Or maybe I'm just stubborn. You know? I'll let Janet have the final say. If you're in those category of, I just don't ever hear God speak. I can't. It's, let me say, first of all, relax. 
the worst thing you can do is like, look, here, listen, smell. The moment we get into FM mode, God, I need to hear, I need to hear, I need to hear. What you saying? What you saying? Why you don't even speak to me, Lord? That anxiety is not a good channel to be on. But when we just relax in it and go, first of all, he wants to talk to me. Okay? I'm going to position myself. So maybe it's reading. Maybe it's hearing this message. Maybe it's walking out on a beautiful sunny morning on the beachfront. I'm going to get to that space that's my space to hear from God. And I want to, Lord, I'm just going to make myself available to you. And then those little impressions that come, I'm not going to like fob them off as, oh, that's just me. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me think about that. What does that say? What's that verse that came up in my spirit? What is that, that burning or that, that, that intuition or that, that leading? Let me go with it. And you know, if it's just me, that's cool. Because on Sunday, Steve said, God would rather be a wet water walker than a dry boat setter. So right now, maybe God is speaking to you. I I know what he's saying to somebody right now. In fact, probably 80% of the people here. He's telling you he loves you. How do you know that? I don't know if you can feel that in your spirit, man. Do you witness with that? God telling you he loves you. You see, now how, how, can, how come God can say that to you, but you say you struggle to hear him say other things? So that same voice that you hear that come to you in is often the same voice he speaks and directs you and shows you things that are even going to come. Because as you develop that muscle, and you exercise that muscle, you start becoming prophetic. Then it's not just about God loves me and has a plan for my life, but it's God loves that person, and I'm going to go and tell them something about what God's got for them. I'm going to pray for something they might not even know I knew about, because I didn't, but I felt God revealed it to me. And if I'm wrong, I'll say sorry. I was just, uh, you know, trying my best. It's okay to make a mistake. And it's maybe our biggest struggle as Christians, coming out of a mixture of law and graces, we felt like it had to be perfect or else it would be blasphemy. Hello? Oh, I can't say, God said this, the Lord says, my prophets speak in my name and it shall not come to pass, I will curse them with a curse on the land. Yeah, right. Get out of that covenant and into a better covenant. Because that covenant was inferior and it's been done away. It's obsolete and you don't have to ever fear God's disapproval in your life because he says I won't be angry with you and your sins I'll never remember and he'd rather you get out the boat. Hello? So this is kind of me wrapping up for 2019. Someone's going, it was a long preach. Steve, my challenge is I think we're going to have to hear sharper and crisper for the next decade than we did in this last decade. I think you're going to have to hear from God for yourself and not through a mediator. It's not good enough just having a spiritual husband or a spiritual wife or a spiritual pastor or a spiritual guru. You're going to have to Develop a muscle called, do I hear from God? 
Because I believe in this next decade, God is going to be speaking loud and clear. And we're going to hear, like I said, where it's life-changing situations of moving or new business, it's always wise to speak to somebody and get a perspective. That can safeguard, and I can give 30 testimonies of that right now if I had the time. But this coming year, my encouragement to you, my encouragement to us, please pray for your leaders. Pray for the elders. Pray for the champions. Because we want to hear from God. I believe so far we're on the right track. We're catching the heart of the Great Commission. But if we don't individually hear from God, it'll just become another program. And that's at one level. But what about you as a family head, as a business head, as an employee, as a wife, as a husband, as a head of a home? You should be hearing from God. 